Hello, all Beard Inside listeners. Uh, thank you for coming back after a brief hiatus we had to take uh, due to uh, real life taking place, and uh, hopefully we'll be back at a somewhat regularly scheduled program at this point. Here's the audio for our most recent YouTube episode. If you enjoy this episode or our show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or many of the other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you were getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. We have traveled back to Ontario, specifically my town of Carp, Ontario. And joining me is Joel of Ridge Rock Brewing Company. How you doing? Good, yourself? Not too bad. Joel, thank you very much for hosting us today. I look forward to learning about the history of Ridge Rock, this building, and Carp, Ontario in general. Uh, First of all, Joel, what is your role with Ridge Rock Brewing Company? So I am the brewer, head brewer, and um, I do everything from grain to glass. So I'm the only one here and I handle all of that kind of stuff. Um, So all the brewing, all the cellar work, all the packaging, that all comes down to me. Awesome. And so speaking of being the head brewer, you brought us out some of your delicious looking uh, product to try. Uh, What are we starting with here? Uh, So we're going to start over on the multi-year end. So I've got five beers for you today. Mm -hmm. Some of them are seasonal, some of them are... uh, course. Mm-hmm. So the first one we have is our newest seasonal. It's an English style pub ale, so an English bitter, but kind of on the lighter end. So I kind of avoided the name for it. Um, I kind of brewed it with a little bit less of that biscuity flavor, more to right. kind of appeal to the people here in Carp. But it still has a little bit of that kind of British flavor to it. And I pour it on nitro to kind of like mimic that British cask awesome. uh, taste to it. Cool. As we do. Oh, sure. A toast. Yeah, it's a lot more like you said, not as biscuity, not mm-hmm. as caramelly. Yeah. Kind of like really just dancing on the palate nicely. Yeah. So, mm. it's, uh, I guess 4.55%? Uh, it's 4.1%. 4.1, yeah. yeah. So, nice seasonal, crushable yeah. beer that you just yeah. have a few of and don't drink a drive, as we say. So, yeah. have a designated driver and have a bunch of these and buy some cans. So, from what I read online, it was four local people got together yeah. to create Ridge Rock Brewing. Why, why did that come about? Uh, so it originally came about with uh, two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were two best friends growing up kind of thing. They lived together for a little bit and all of that. One of them's a hockey player. And uh, he had kind of seen how a lot of hockey players were going into the brewing industry. So he's like, oh, that sounds really great. My town doesn't have anything. And like the town of Carp is really growing really quickly. So we decided to set up a brewery now so that when it all grows, we have an established place, an established restaurant. He can kind of like make his mark mm-hmm. in his hometown. So he did that with his best friend, who uh, is an electrician now, and they invented or uh, got two other investors to come in as the two other owners, and then together all four of them, they're all local guys, kind of just kind of created the idea. So little bits and pieces come from the different owners, there's a lot of opinions that they've all kind of had, uh, but they all love beer, and they love being yeah. here. So. That's the important part, is yeah. the love of beer and the creation of it. So you weren't the original head brewer, you were an assistant brewer. Yes. Uh, so I was originally, I actually came in uh, in the kitchen originally okay. here. Um, I kind of stumbled into this job because, um, it's a funny story, my house was hit in that tornado that uh, came through Dunrobin about uh, five years ago. Yeah. Um, so I ended up coming to this new brewery that just opened up uh, on their opening weekend because I was out of food and needed some hot meals. Um, I mentioned that I had kitchen experience because I worked in restaurants for a okay. long time. And uh, the chef hired me on the spot. And I had been drinking that night, so I just agreed to it. Um, <laughs> and it turned into this whole thing where uh, I was, so I worked in the kitchen for about a couple months to almost a year mm-hmm. uh, before the 
brewer needed an assistant, and I ended up taking on that job because, you know, he really liked me. I was really passionate to learn about it, and I loved craft beer and trying it all. So I ended up kind of doing an apprenticeship with him for a long time, and then just recently he left, and then I took over everything. Okay. So you didn't go to Niagara School of Brewing or anything like that? No, no, I'm job trained for sure. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And I mean, I've had your beers, so uh, it was a while ago, actually, the last time we were in Ontario, but yeah, your, your beers are, are on point. They're very consistent. So on the job training, just to learn that, it's very, very impressive. You must have a very creative mind when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I did a lot of studying on my own time. Like I've got all those resource books and everything. So I go home and I read and I'm just like, I know way more, too much about yeast now from just reading my books. My girlfriend hates me for it as I'm just <laughs> scrolling through my yeast books, but uh yeah, so there was a lot of job training and a lot of self-teaching. But cool. um, yeah, that's awesome. Now the history of this building—I mean, 1893, mm -hmm. multiple roles. What, what's the history you know of where Ridge Rock is? So Ridge Rock is in one of the historic buildings in Carp. Um, it's kind of famously before Ridge Rock opened, known as the local eyesore. Uh, <laughs> okay. So it's been a lot of different buildings. It's been um, like a bus repair mechanic. Um, a furniture store, a bank, and um, a gas station as well. And it's been kind of going through all of those um, different uh, mm -hmm. businesses. Uh, it was a bank for the longest time. Um, there was actually historically a bank heist that happened here. Okay, let's uh, hear about that. So we're actually sitting in what is known as the vault. Mm -hmm. So this was originally the bank vault where they kept all of the cash boxes. Uh, so at this wall behind us, there, behind that concrete is a tunnel that goes to the, or, uh, the building across the street where someone dug through the tunnel, broke into this uh, room, and stole all the cash boxes out and <laughs> hightailed it. There's no one, we don't know who did it, but we do have kind of things that suggest who might have come into a lot of money around that time, but okay. nothing, nothing concrete. It's like a D.B. Cooper legend yeah. where it's like, oh, he just jumped into the plane and disappeared yeah. with all the money. Yeah. So. yeah, they just tunneled across the street, grabbed all the cash boxes when no one was looking. Is it the music building across the street or is it one it's of the other it's the uh historic memorial hall okay on the like across from the uh, confusion corner that okay we have there yeah that's cool yeah it's, it's crazy to hear that and you know nobody knows this on the show but i actually had an uncle who was like who robbed banks in vancouver <laughs> when he was younger too so it's it's pretty crazy to hear mm -hmm. that just doop -doo 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 underneath <laughs> oh hey how's billy rich all of a sudden like yeah. <laughs> it's it's so wild and then why convert the vault into this space? I mean, clearly it's people are going to be drawn to it, mm -hmm. but, but why like, no, we need this vault and it's going to be kind of your corporate event space. So the owners, when they were building the building, they really loved the idea of CARP having this kind of historic, because it is a very old town and it's a very mm -hmm. old building. So they wanted to keep some of that history in the building. So we have a lot of stuff from the original uh, town of CARP that they wanted to preserve. So our bar rail is like a old original railway that mm -hmm. was the carp um, railway that went right through the town and we have a clock that also uses some of the pieces from uh, all those old historic stuff so we have all of those things and then this vault to kind of memorialize the history of carp and a lot of what we're trying to do here at red rock is kind of like capture that history yeah no it's clearly definitely like a, a draw for the eye i don't understand mm -hmm. how i mean at least the way i see it now the building outside is beautiful it has a beautiful presentation parking across the street super convenient as well mm -hmm. thankfully but it it just draws people's eyes, this building. I can't believe it was an eyesore and people were like, oh, we've got to yeah. do something with yeah. this. So Yeah, when they opened up the brewery, there was a lot of work that had to be done. There was a whole other floor that they took out and all this stuff. Like They, um, they really, really cleared it out um, to make it workable for a brewery space. Uh, let's get to another beer. Yeah, for sure. So the next one we have on our list is our Amber Ale. Okay. 
So it's just a nice American amber, um, a little bit more on the hoppy side than a lot of the other ambers you'll try. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, this is our most popular beer and the one you can find in the LCBOs. Awesome. A toast. Ooh, that's delightful. It's not, I, I find a lot of, um, a lot of ambers are like cloying sometimes. Mm -hmm. This is, this is fantastic. I find um, amber is one of those styles I tend to not enjoy as much. Um, a lot of people overuse their roasted malts on them uh -huh. and you get that big like kind of burnt taste to them yeah. and I find I don't like that as much so I tried to like, dial that back a bit. Yeah, that, that, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess it, ambers for me are either hit or miss and mm -hmm. this is very much a hit so it's very tasty. You guys have a founders club which includes corporate sponsors yeah. and basically you know yeah. Bob, Joe and Dick yeah. regular sponsors. Locals, what, yeah. what made you guys as Red Rock decide to have both types of, of corporate Founders Club sponsors? Uh, so the main reason was because we wanted to support local and uh, CARP has a lot of industry in it. Um, if you go down the CARP strip down towards Stittsville area, there's a huge, huge amount of businesses there. It's one of like the most uh, business condensed streets in Ottawa. Uh, so the guides really wanted to kind of memorialize that and keep those guys in and a lot of those guys, obviously, they're all trades guys. So they kind of work together. They're all friends. Mm -hmm. So the um, corporate sponsors did the big support for us. And they, a lot of those guys did a lot of the work for the building, too. So we wanted to kind of get them in and get the corporate sponsors in because they have been such a huge help for us and support for us. We do lots of corporate parties for those guys. So we did that corporate founders club to kind of give them something beneficial. We also kept the kind of local like Bob and Joe uh, founders club because it's fun to kind of support local and when you ask people to support local, you have to kind of give back to that. Yeah. Uh, you can't ask them to support you and not do anything for them. So we did that Founders Club to kind of bring them in, get them nice cheap beers, do cool stuff for them. And those are the guys who are at the bar every day that we'd like to kind of see and think. So. And what are the benefits that come with being one of the, let's say personal, like myself, if I were part of that Founders Club, what are some of the benefits that, that I would gain from that? So you get uh, cheaper beer, yeah. um, you get, uh, dollars off of and larger pints um so you get cheap beer larger pints that's the main um kind of draw for a lot of people we also do uh, a couple days a week so sunday and monday we do uh founders just get a discount for their entire table uh so it's 15 percent discount you bring your friends in they don't have to be founders the discount applies to them as long as you're bringing them in um if you show your card hmm. we do um catered founders dinners um about twice a year where we bring all the founders in, close the bar down to anyone else, and just do fancy food, new releases for beer, a big thank you, a big party for them, that kind of stuff. Have live music, have mm -hmm. like awards, things like that. And then uh, we give them priority on certain buys. So okay. if you wanted to um, be involved in one of our programs, we usually give them a little bit earlier access mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff. So basically any new releases they would get advantage of before yeah. the general public. That's very cool. That yeah, I, I love the concept of a Founders Club. I, mm -hmm. I've always said if I had a brewery, that that would be like, not day one, because obviously I would need to make sure my first year is successful, but yeah. it, it's something that I would definitely include. And, yeah. and it's just, you are grabbing those locals, which is the most important part. And, mm -hmm. you know, anybody who survived the pandemic, who was open before or open during it, if it mm -hmm. wasn't for your locals, you mm -hmm. guys might not be here anymore. So. Yeah. You know, the government of Ontario, I feel, really stepped up letting you guys do home deliveries mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. And that's huge. And I see you still sell 
beer and swag online, yeah. right? Yeah, we still do the home deliveries. Okay. Uh, we don't do them as often as we did in the past. Mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic, we had probably four or five drivers on the road because everyone was buying beer, everyone wanted beer. We deliver all across um, Ottawa, but uh, since home deliveries have kind of slowed down now that people can go back yeah. and actually drink beer in, uh, in the tap room again, they've, uh, we've just got the one delivery driver, yeah. but he's still on the road all the time. I understand there's a lot of also historic plaques in the building about the history of carp. What, mm -hmm. why was that so important to the creators of Ridge Rock Brewing? I think it's uh, mainly because when we opened this business, we knew that a lot of people who weren't from carp would come visit. Mm -hmm. Lots of beer drinkers, lots of stuff like that as our reputation grew. So bringing them into carp, we kind of want to teach them why we're so historic. Why do we care about this kind of stuff? So all those plaques kind of give you kind of context to what is going on. Otherwise, this fault would be meaningless. You wouldn't know what it's about. So you yeah. just see it and be like, oh, cool corporate spot, <laughs> moving on. But knowing that there was a bank heist here, knowing that um, all that stuff is original, all those things that we have, we have the original like uh, rail bell mm -hmm. that's our uh, like buy around uh, yeah. bell, everything like that. So you kind of know where the history comes from to kind of teach people who aren't from the area. And then teaching those people who aren't from the area, how do people discover Ridge Rock Brewing Company? So you can find us in the LCBOs across Ottawa. Um, or on our socials and things like that. So we, uh, we have all of those. But for the most part, we're selling out of our tap room. A mm -hmm. couple of uh, different spots around town, we're selling our IPAs and things like that. Uh, so if you wanted to kind of check us out, you know, if you walk down Bank Street, there's a few spots that have our beer and things like that, if you wanted to try it. If you like it, come on down to Cart because there's lots to do here. Um, there's the Diefenbunker down the road, which is a big historic, obviously, building. Mm -hmm. They also do really fun escape rooms for parties. There's a vineyard right next to that, and then you can finish off with... Uh, Ridge Rock. Yeah. And then I also saw there was like a carp festival yep. at the end of September and yeah. uh, something like a gun and hunting show. Yeah. And like carp seems to be a very busy mm -hmm. kind of small town. Like I, I don't like saying small town, but you guys do feel like small mm -hmm. town, but there is a lot more just driving up off the highway. It's a lot of companies on the way. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of industrial. Yeah. And then coming down to here, kind of, I guess, downtown carp. Yeah. There's a lot of old, nice houses, mm. too. So it's quite the dichotomy of going from, you know, industrial, what looks like a quarry, to mm. all of a sudden this almost 200-year-old building <laughs> and you're having a beer in it. It's crazy. Yeah. So Yeah, that festival that's happening that you saw is the Cart Fair. It's a huge, huge agricultural fair. Mm -hmm. So we have, like, big rides. There's a demolition derby. There's all this stuff happening. It, the entire town of Cart shuts down for the weekend so that we can all enjoy it. There's thousands of people who come into town. It's probably our biggest and busiest weekend. Uh, definitely worth checking out because yeah. it's just an absolute great time. That's great. It's great to hear towns like this. And I saw Cheshire Cat Pub on the way too. Do yeah. those guys have your beers on tap? Yep, they do. Um, they do a lot of rotating beers, okay. but they have really, really nice stuff. So we give them a bunch of our beers all the time. I'm really good friends with those guys. I love to drink there. That's my personal watering hole when I don't want to drink at my own spot. <laughs> um, I love to go there. They have all sorts of IPAs, really nice stuff from places like Wood Brothers, like all the other local spots. It's a really good kind of amalgamation of all the really nice craft beer that you can find in Ottawa. Yeah, as beer drinkers, we're very spoiled for Ottawa. Toronto is only a few hours away. Mm -hmm. um, then you could come to Montreal. I could come here. Yeah. So much good beer. So yeah, that's, so much that's good beer. Part. Speaking of all that good beer, I've got a third beer here to try. Yeah, so this one is our Irish Stout, 4.2%. Okay. Uh, um, a really nice classic Irish Stout. A little bit of chocolatey and roasty notes on it. Smooth, very dry, dry Irish Stout. Awesome. Cheers to you. A toast. Ooh. 
Poured on nitro, just like the uh, pub ale. Kind of one of our classics, have it all the yeah. time. It's a much better Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Although if I can't crack the can open and listen to the widget the entire time, yeah. I don't know. What to we do have cans, <laughs> but you just have to shake them. Yeah, and then okay. you, they yeah. actually do what you yeah. want them to do. And it's always funny to, like, people are just like, oh, Guinness, uh, stouts are so filling and they're yeah. so big. And then it's like, no, stouts are actually the lightest beer, yeah. calorie-wise, and they're this, and they're actually better for you. And yeah, they're really nice. Just, this is my personal favorite beer. Yeah. I love this beer. No, this would be uh, good with a... To me, this would be good with a burger. And, and mm -hmm. speaking of that, you guys saw have quite the extensive menu for mm -hmm. here. So you went from the kitchen to brewing. Yeah. When you were in the kitchen, what's what's that meal that everybody was coming to, to Ridge Rock to grab? So we do a lot of different stuff. We've changed it up so much. We do um, some really nice sandwiches for lunchtime and things like that. We've got really nice pizzas. So kind of a classic pizza oven, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, lots of sandwiches. Lots of like higher end bar food, I guess, would be the way to say it. Uh, we do full meals, like we do like a chicken parmesan, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we do have a full restaurant upstairs with a big uh, patio, big tap room. So we're more than a tap room, more on the restaurant side mm -hmm. as well as a brewery. Um, live music all the time if you wanted to come in and like full meals, easy to kind of get full. And I'm sure the food definitely helps get people here. If you oh, guys yeah. are just selling beer, you probably wouldn't just have this giant yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> We are a bit of a far drive out of town, so you have to kind of have a reason for people to come out this way. Yeah. So the restaurant helps with that a lot. I know originally the first time I came here was because we were at breweries in Canada. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, we've already eaten at those breweries. Let's try a new one. And mm -hmm. hey, Carp's just like 10 minutes away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a 10-minute drive to the stadium for those who are going to a Senators game for now until, <laughs> yeah, until they if, move it over. If they, ever, if they ever buy a new stadium. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> and do you get do you get a hockey crowd at all? Do you get people coming here like pre meals and then yeah. uh, we're going to watch the Sens? Yeah, lots of them. A lot of hockey players come here too. Um, oh. There's a, a couple of like the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Uh, a kind of couple of the old retired Ottawa Senators. Okay. Chris Neal was a big um, huh. uh, person right around here for a while. Uh, I haven't seen him recently, but uh, he he liked to come in. And those guys, you kind of bump into them every now and then. Calvin, one of the owners, he brings his team in whenever he uh, he's in town with the his team. So we've hosted the Hurricanes when he was playing for the Hurricanes, hosted the Blackhawks when he was playing for the Blackhawks, and it's been a lot of fun. Wow. So you've had some famous NHLers come yeah. through this building. That's a, yeah. That should be part of your historic boxes. Mm -hmm. Like, we've had NHL players here. It's, yeah, the Stanley Cup was here not too long ago, too. Oh. <laughs> I can officially say that my beer was drank out of the Stanley Cup. Oh, man, that's... Yeah. I mean, there's possibly 32 teams that have said that, but yeah, it's, it's true. that's crazy. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we always joke around is, like... American teams are like, yeah, we won the cup. It's like, how many Canadians were on your team? Let's yeah, be that's honest. true. Uh, and now, well, more so, how many Canadians, Europeans? Mm -hmm. eh, just don't lie. Yeah. One of the best players to come out of your country came out of Phoenix, which made no sense to me in America. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's true. <laughs> we're the best player nowadays, well, close to retirement, but Sid, like, imagine Sidney Crosby coming into your brewery and drinking a beer. That's, yeah. it's, it's that'd good be mind-blowing. Yeah. So. It's a good feeling for me. It kind of makes it kind of like worthwhile and, yeah. you know, really. Add. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that stuff was all over your social media too? Uh, no, because um, it was oh. a private event. So okay. there's, there's strict rules about how the cup is treated and we're not allowed to advertise it, things, things like that. So it was a private party. We brought them in. It was secret to everyone and uh, it's kind of fun to see it. Though. Yeah. And then when it, when it came with that, because you clearly couldn't do that, but how important is social media uh, for Ridge Rocks brand? Uh, it's pretty big. We uh, we advertise a lot of our specials. We uh, engage with a lot of people. Um, 
we, because we're out in the middle of nowhere, it's hard to kind of just find us naturally. So we really have to reach out and kind of post on our social medias. All of our social medias are just ridgerockbruco. Uh, or .ca for our mm-hmm. website and all that. Um, and yeah, we have a lot of outreach. We try to engage with everyone as best we can. And then you guys have weekly specials, daily yep. specials. Like, yep. And I'm guessing those rotate because I see like right now it's like taco specials on Mondays and yep. stuff like that. Does that kind of constantly change to let's do burgers then mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. so you guys do trivia nights yep. and like how, I guess those events are super important to draw people to Ridge Rock, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we rotate through our events probably every season or so. Okay. So it'll be tacos for the rest of the summer. And mm-hmm. then once it kind of stops being taco season, we'll change that up. Uh, the trivia is a big one. We do it the first Wednesday of every month. It's huge. We sell out every week so you, or every month. So you have to get your reservation. My team always kicks ass. So just know <laughs> that if you do show up, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh-oh. Might uh, have to bring out some of my really intelligent friends and yeah. then me who has useless knowledge. Yeah. And we're going to have to come Perfect. in and dominate you. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, we do stuff like that. We do an open mic kind of near the end of the month. Um, usually on all our socials, if you check us out, we do a big blast of what we're doing for that month. Mm-hmm. So this month is uh, our Oktoberfest party. We're doing uh, Cart Fair is always huge for us. This uh, September 20th is our five-year anniversary. So we're going to be celebrating that as well. I don't have a lot of details to share with you right now, but yeah. if you check out our socials, we'll have it. Five years is a big number. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just personally hit five years at my the company I work for, and it's like, where did it go? Because mm-hmm. we were literally been locked down for the last two and a half years in Canada. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, it's, we get to do stuff again. Yay. Yeah. And, oh, no, my bank account's <laughs> yeah. small again. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, it's getting to do events again. And I'm sure there's locals who are, once lockdown's, petered out lock uh, locals who weren't coming because you know don't want to mess around with covid right yeah but locals who weren't coming like getting to see those faces again that mm-hmm. must have been huge for for your team here yeah so, yeah it's been great that's awesome let's get to one more beer here yeah for sure the next one is our flagship ipa so it's a okay. simcoe ipa made exclusively with simcoe hops and it's a classic northeast style vermont ipa awesome so, i always I forget every single time yeah <laughs> mm. Light, crushable, mm-hmm. 5.4%? Uh, 6%. 6%. Doesn't taste like it. I do see you guys do corporate sponsorships of events as well. Something I saw you guys sponsored a golf hole yep. at a golfing event. How important is that to Ridge Rock as a brand is to support those type of events? We really love uh, like doing those golf t- tournaments and stuff like that. For us, like supporting local is huge. Um, we always sponsor, like the Carp Fair is such a big event in Carp, like we're always there. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way for us to kind of give back again. Uh, we like to participate in those. So we like to do those events, but we also like to kind of like celebrate because a lot of our people around here are big golfers. So sh- showing up, being there, giving them some beer, it's a nice way to kind of say thanks for supporting us, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So we get our name out there and kind of give thanks to all those people. So it's pretty important, yeah. Do you guys also do like charity events and stuff in, in the brewery? Like if one of your personal <laughs> founders was like, oh, I'm working with the local children's hospital. Can I do something here? Like, would that be an almost immediate yes by the team? Yeah. So we've uh, we've done it in the past. Um, we've done a couple of like raising money for uh, people who have lost their homes in fires and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and we do usually a yearly drive for the food bank okay. and carp and those kind of things. So if you come in, there's something probably going on. We've done uh, mm-hmm. breast cancer uh, research. We've donated to that as well. 
Um, so depending on who's in charge uh, at the time, we've uh, we've done different uh, charities. So just check out the social media, see yeah. what events coming up. Yeah, exactly. Be a good human being and come support by drinking beer. Oh yeah, no, oh, I have no. to drink beer uh, to support to my arm. That sucks. My life's terrible. Oh, the car's <laughs> already started. I'm already there. Yeah, uh, your flights. These are yep. pretty unique. Who came up with this? And so this was originally, I believe, the original brewer's idea. So okay. he got a bunch of those barrel um, cuts mm -hmm. from one of his buddies over at uh, County Cooperage, I believe, which used to be here in Carp, but now has moved to Prince Edward County. Uh, and he donated a bunch of barrel and different stuff, and then we worked the wood and then made these really cool flights. Where does the name Ridge Rock come from? Uh, so it originally comes from, uh, it was the Rock Road, which went right across um, the Carp Ridge. So this area was the Carp Ridge, okay. and Rock Road would go right through it. Okay. So Ridge Rock is kind yeah. of an amalgamation of those two concepts, and it's just the, uh, the road and the ridge. Pretty simple. Yep. <laughs> Easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, easy to say. And that design too, it looks almost like a uh, the front of a train. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that, that was kind of the thing too, like having the railroad upstairs, that's mm -hmm. the important part is, is having that history of the railway near yeah. you guys, right? So. Yeah, the town definitely came about because we had the old railway station here okay. and then um, people kind of flocked around it. And then since then, CARP's only been growing, it's still growing, it's how it's going up every day. Now, by growing, do you mean gentrification or just growing, just general? Because people who are living in Ottawa are like, it's too damn expensive. I'm just yeah. going to move to Carp, which is only like 15 minutes away or so. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. So it's, okay. yeah, like uh, suburbs are going up kind of just off the end. And mm -hmm. little by little, the places are getting bigger. And as uh, more houses are coming in, more businesses are opening up. We're one of them. And uh, it's been really nice to kind of see it happen. Let's get one more beer here. Yeah, for sure. Our last one, uh, this is called Practice What You Peach. Okay. It uses uh, those new hops that everyone's been talking about, the HBC 1019, mm -hmm. that um, everyone's been using that tastes kind of like fuzzy peaches. I threw lactose into this one to kind of give it like a more round sweetness, and it kind of developed this vanilla flavor that I really enjoy. Awesome. Uh, again, that toast, yeah. Oh, it's peachy, but it's not too peachy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting like the, the peachy sugars mm -hmm. dancing on the side of my palate. So I want more for kind of like to showcase candied peaches mm. rather than like fresh ones. Yeah. But uh, it's a really nice beer. Uh, this is one of the first ones when I took over as head brewer that I actually got to make for myself mm -hmm. and develop my own recipe and like finally get the reins on it. So this is kind of my like big, I'm in charge now. I want to make a beer. This is my recipe. I love this. Let's, mm -hmm. let's go for it. Uh, so Joel, when you took over from the original head brewer yeah. as yourself, what kind of your own changes you made to the core and how did you adjust the seasonals you were making? Uh, so the seasonals I've been making are um, a lot of beers that I really enjoyed from other people that I've just been dying to make myself. So that pub ale is one of my recipes. I created that one. And it comes from uh, way back when I went to England, probably five, 10 years ago. I ended up kind of lost in London um, at one point um, by myself. Uh, I left the hotel room just walking um, and ended up in this nice pub. And it was really, really small. And there's a really nice old lady who was serving me pints. And she gave me a beer. And I don't know what it was because I had been drinking at that point. Um, but it was so delicious. And that was the point that I really fell in love with beer. So that beer is kind of a love letter to that kind of thing. So I'm kind of like going through. I always make my beers the way I want to drink them. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like if I enjoy them, everyone will enjoy them. And so I put a lot of love into just making sure that the beers taste the way I, I like them. 
Um, so I've been kind of tweaking our recipes a little bit, things that I didn't like. I've been kind of streamlining the process a little bit um, in terms of like when I came to changing the recipes from what I had. Uh, a lot of the beers, honestly, were very solid, so I just kind of kept them the same way. Mm -hmm. um, our IPAs, they've been dialed in. Our old brewer is from Vermont, so, you know, there's nothing to really change there. It's, <laughs> it's hard to, like, say that he's doing anything wrong, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. been doing it so well, and I learned so well from him that um, I kind of preserved them the way they are because he put his heart and soul into the IPAs, so keeping them the same way has always been kind of... The only thing I've really tweaked is the water chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that just to kind of match a little bit because I think our water and carps weird and really hard so it fluctuates so I, I try to balance it a little bit uh, so that was the main thing that I was trying to change but for the most part I keep everything kind of mostly the same as how he left it and then the new beers are where I kind of get to play so the new seasonals that we're rolling out is where I'm really kind of trying to flex my chops and show what I can do and make beers that I really like I'm starting to see pumpkins a lot earlier in the season. Yeah. When's the earliest a pumpkin beer should come out? Uh, in your here? opinion. Here? Never. Okay. I, I, it's, okay. I'll be honest with you. I, I hate the pumpkin beer. Oh. If I was going to make a pumpkin beer, I think it needs to be released Thanksgiving or later. Okay. So if you're Canadian brewing, Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving. So that's, um, <laughs> that's October. Uh, yeah. Second weekend of October. Yeah. That would be when I truly think a pumpkin beer should start to kind of show its face. There's but personally, never. I'm starting to see them in like August now. I'm like, yeah. uh, although we did, I don't know about uh, Ottawa and Carp, but in Montreal we had a crappy summer. Mm. We only had like 40 nice days or something. Yeah. We had kind of hit or miss, like yeah. a lot of really, really hot days and a lot of storm days. I mean, there was tornadoes in like the Ottawa yeah. Valley this summer. It's Every single Thursday for basically <sighs> the entire summer, there was some sort of major storm. And I was kind of looking at the weather, and apparently this Thursday, major storm. Yep, yeah, yeah. no, we're supposed to get a big storm. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that's, that's part of it. Have you noticed, too, like, with the climate change, our, I'm assuming, and especially supply chain still exists, mm -hmm. ingredients are getting a little more expensive here and there? Definitely. Uh, the price of grains goes up steadily. Uh, not, nothing too crazy, nothing too, like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, but it does go up. Slightly. I find our hops, some of the hops that come from kind of those really far out places like uh, Australia, New Zealand, those kind of places, it's harder to get them sometimes with um, everything that's going on. Like yeah. say the wildfires, there's a little bit of delays. Um, but for the most part, the quality has always been there. So that's always something good to remember. Would you like to collab with anybody to like make kind of a Carp Ottawa beer, Carp Canada beer? Like I would love beyond? to. Um, so at the Orleans Beer Fest we do every year, I kind of, that was my moment to go out, introduce myself. I've only taken over for about eight months as okay. a true head brewer. Uh, so I was trying to introduce myself to everyone and kind of like start to lay the groundwork for them to come out here and make some cool beers. I'd really like to make, like use that opportunity. The carp people are great. They support us a lot, but they're very stuck in their ways in terms of what kind of beers they want. So it's hard to introduce something wild and fun, like a crazy fruited goza or something like that. So I'd love to have someone from downtown Ottawa help us make something like that, where we have an outlet to kind of get our name out there and make something cool so I can be a bit creative. Mm -hmm. So, so something like to... a Floral Hall or... Uh... Yeah, so we've done uh, collabs with Floral Hall before too. Okay. okay. So I would love to do it again. They're yeah. awesome. Um, there's a new uh, brewery out in Armprior called Cold Bear. He's the old head brewer from... Uh, 
Kalabogi. So he okay. and I have been small talks about uh, collabs, but we haven't nailed anything concrete yeah. down yet. She's probably not doing anything with Sean from Small Pony anytime soon. Uh, not right now, no. Uh, he just shuffled over to Dunrobin. He, yeah. uh, he's right over where I used to live, and I still drink his beers all the time. Uh, they're my girlfriend's favorite, so uh, there's always a bottle in my fridge. Yeah. But I mean, because I do see the barrel, so the yeah. barrel aging program clearly exists here, right? Yep, so it's definitely been an experiment and something we've kind of had to live and learn. We don't have a lot of uh, infrastructure to do a really nice barrel aged stout, but we have done it. Um, we have one in cans right now that's a nice like 12, 11.5% uh, beer. Um, really, really sweet, imperial. I didn't bring it today because drinking a gigantic stout first thing in the morning, kind of a rough... Uh, I mean, when the beer festival's open at 10 in Montreal, I'm there, but that's yeah. me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll try that after the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, for Ridge Rock... What's the future for Bridge Rock and Carp, mm -hmm. the province of Ontario, and hopefully beyond? Yeah. So um, we definitely want to expand what we're doing right now, um, get into more LCBOs, um, start putting our brand more into licensees, things like that, and expand beyond the tap room. So obviously we're very local, and we love when people come to see us and all that kind of stuff, but we'd love to be in more restaurants around town. So we're kind of focusing on that right now. Our sales guy has been just hitting the pavement every day, getting our beer elsewhere and kind of really establishing our name everywhere. Because we kind of were in that rough spot where we opened up just before COVID and right as things were taking off, everything shut down. So we're kind of in that recovery period to try to like find a good like uh, stride. I, I, I keep saying we're like at least I'm backing my, my videography here. We're five years beyond normal. Yeah. Like we're still at least five years beyond the supply chain issues start mm -hmm. petering off and, and everything else is, we still got five years. So. Yeah. But so you're, it's just more LCBOs and. Yeah. Kind of like keep growing our business, keep, uh, you know, just getting our name out there, kind of coercing people to come to CARP, come check out the CARP fair, that kind of stuff. And we'll, uh, you know, we're doing fine. So we're going to just keep growing yeah. and hopefully. And that's why hopefully a show like ours can get you guys to people who haven't heard of you in yeah. Quebec, Ontario. We've just got New York State just below it. Well, <laughs> two hours below us, but still, it's crap beer. I find crap beer drinkers are like sports fans. We are willing to travel for good beer. Yeah. So there's no question about that. As a Habs fan, I have gone to Washington, D.C. to watch the Canadians mm -hmm. play. I'm sure, are you a Senators fan or whatever hockey fan you're you I'm actually more to. of a Habs fan, believe me. Okay, so yeah. I'm sure you've been to Montreal, even yeah. though our tickets are super expensive. Yeah. Or when they play here in Ottawa, like, ticket values are triple go, the price. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been great. It's, but yeah, good craft beer brings people in. Yeah. So like, it's always been nice. As long as I'm making a good product, people will come. And I have to like... The community is great. I really love the craft beer community. Mm -hmm. um, they've been fantastic in supporting us. I'd like to support them, make fun beers for them, and kind of like make friends along the way, basically, because everyone, we have this mutual interest that we just love sitting at the bar and trying all this cool stuff and talking about it. Yeah. So I've noticed a couple of times during our interview, the lights have flickered on and off. Um, is the building haunted? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, there's a lot of ghost stories. Okay. Um, in the brewery, in the kitchen, all of it. I have camera footage of a glass flying off the shelf onto the bar and smashing that no one had any business touching. <laughs> all the time things, yeah. 
I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost will see you out. Two <laughs> uh, hundred year old building. I'm sure yeah. somebody died here. Yeah. There's no I question think there's about two. it. There's two ghosts. Okay. Uh, one is a woman. One is a man. Um, is those two right there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's them. Uh, they're pretty cool. Um, if you talk to them, they'll listen. Awesome. Uh, I was making fun of them one time, and all the lights turned off and the power cut. Uh, it, was, it was really scary. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're good Canadian ghosts, you know, yeah. we apologize. We say the word A yeah. a lot. So. Funny enough, when I apologize to them, the lights came back on. So There you go. Uh, if you ever need to prove ghosts are real, that might be one of them. Yeah, don't, don't mess with Supernatural. Yeah. We'll have to do that in editing is add a ghost behind us the entire time. Yeah. So. <laughs> you don't have to edit it. It's just be there. <laughs> just touching me, sucking out my yeah. karma or soul. <laughs> Trying the beers. Yeah. So, uh, Joel, thank you very, very much for today. Thank you for having uh, me. I appreciate anybody who's willing to step up and speak with us about their passion mm-hmm. and uh, their business. For those who are looking to find Ridge Rock who have never found it, where can they find you? Uh, so, we are in the Alcibiades around Ottawa. If you are in Ottawa, we also do a keg club program where you can rent a kegerator that we have, like those keg fridges. We'll deliver you a keg every month for a small fee. Um, And then you can have fresh kegged beer at your door every month. Have fresh beer that's not in cans, true, like uh, taproom freshness to it. Um, So you could definitely check that out. Come to our bar. uh, Come check out the Diefenbunk while you're here. Can vineyard just down the road. You can make a whole day of it. Come on down for the craft or the carp fair. That'd be awesome. Just all that kind of stuff. If you come out, support us. Like we'd love to have you. And then, what's your physical location and what's your social media? So we're on uh, the corner of Carp Road and Donald B Monroe. And social media is just Ridge Rock Brew Co for all of our different handles: Twitter uh, or X, I guess now, <laughs> uh, Instagram, Facebook. They're all there. We post in all of those ones and we engage with them. So we'd like to see you. Amazing. So all that's going to be in the show notes. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website. Add All Beer Inside on all social media. And as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap.